0: Everyone. Welcome to Positively Pro-Life, a podcast brought to you by the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. Positively Pro-Life brings you inspirational stories, important legislative updates, and informative interviews as we restore and strengthen a culture of life. I'm Bonnie Finerty, Education Director at the Federation, and I'm joined by my distinguished colleague, Maria Gallagher, our Legislative Director. Hello, Maria. Hello, Bonnie. It's great to be with you today. Great to be with you. Now, sadly, the greatest number of abortions in Pennsylvania happen in the Philadelphia area. And that is why the HOPE Pregnancy Center is so critically important. They provide life-saving support where it is needed most. Today, the director of the HOPE Center, Latrice Booker, will join us to talk about the multitude of resources that are made available to women and men confronted with a crisis pregnancy. In addition, Maria will talk about countering efforts to repeal the Abortion Control Act. But first, we'll begin with a beautiful story that is sure to inspire hope and awe. This story appeared on Life News recently, but was reprinted from Right to Life UK. The title is Premature Baby Helps Save Mom's Life After Medics Discovered Tumor During a Hospital Visit to see her daughter. A baby born 12 weeks early ended up saving her mother's life after doctors discovered a cancerous tumor. Harriet Elsden, 32, from Brentwood, Essex, gave birth to her daughter, Madison, 12 weeks before her due date. Medics told Harriet that if she hadn't given birth so early, they might not have found the cancer growing on one of her ovaries in time. Baby Madison was not due until October, but on July 1st, her mother Harriet started experiencing serious abdominal pain and rushed to Broomfield Hospital. Within 20 minutes of arriving, her daughter was born. After three pushes, she was out. It was such a whirlwind experience, and she was so tiny when she was born, Harriet said. She was passed over to me before going into the neonatal ward. But just five days later, when Harriet and her partner, Nicholas went to visit their daughter in the hospital, Harriet decided to have her abdomen checked because she was still experiencing pain. During the ultrasound, medics spotted a mass on one of her ovaries. They had discovered a tumor. If Nicholas and I hadn't been in the hospital visiting Madison, I don't think I would have bothered being medically checked. As any parent knows, you put your kids first and yourself second. I was too busy worrying about my newborn to worry about myself. It was like she knew she had to come early to save my life. Harriet was able to have an operation to remove her right ovary and one of her fallopian tubes and started chemotherapy just weeks later. Madison, though, is thriving. Her mom said even though she was tiny at birth, she thrived in the ward compared to other premature babies. I always think if I hadn't gone into early labor, I don't think the tumor would have been caught in time. It's almost like she knew she had to come out. If she didn't, I'd be looking at stage three or four ovarian cancer. Madison really saved my life, but she won't hear that from me as she'll be using it against me when she's a teenager. (laughs) Right to Life UK spokesperson Catherine Robinson said, The prospects for extremely premature babies are improving all the time, but it doesn't often happen that being born prematurely saves a woman's life. What a great present for both mother and daughter, just in time for Christmas. Maria. Thank you so much, Bonnie. The
1: Pennsylvania General Assembly was truly ahead of its time back in 1989 when it passed the Pennsylvania Abortion Control Act. This landmark law was an omnibus measure which included protections for pre-born babies in the later stages of pregnancy, parental consent, informed consent, a 24-hour waiting period for abortions, and protections against sex selection abortions. The law became the basis of the U.S. Supreme Court decision Planned Parenthood versus Casey in 1992. The high court upheld most of the provisions of the act, striking a spousal notification provision. The court's decision ushered in an era when states were able to pass meaningful protections for pre-born babies, even in light of the 1973 ruling Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortion in all 50 states. With the high court's 2022 Dobbs decision, we have entered the post-Roe era. Sadly, some lawmakers in Pennsylvania want to turn back the clock on legal protections for preborn children and their mothers. A co-sponsorship memo is circulating for a bill that would repeal the Abortion Control Act entirely and replace it with something called the Bodily Autonomy Act. The proposal would wipe out common sense abortion restrictions, which are supported by a vast majority of the public. At a time when Roe has finally been relegated to the ash heap of history, pregnant women and their babies in Pennsylvania face new legal threats. This is why it is imperative that we educate people about the wisdom of
0: protective laws, such as the Abortion Control Act. Bonnie. Thank you, Maria. Well, at this time, I am so happy to introduce today's guest. Latrice Booker is the director of the HOPE Pregnancy Center, a pregnancy resource center that operates in the heart of Philadelphia. Founded in 2009 by Reverend Dr. Herb Losk II, the HOPE Center's mission from its inception was to shine the light of God's hope and healing into an area darkened by skyrocketing rates of abortion. The HOPE Center is incorporated under the aegis of People for People Incorporated, whose foundational mission is to drastically reduce the blight and effects of poverty in the most urban pockets of Philadelphia, where abortion providers target minorities and those disenfranchised by socioeconomic factors. In answer to the tremendous need for counseling and supported services for men and women confronted by crisis pregnancies in Philadelphia, The Hope Center was born as a natural extension of People for People's original mandate. We are delighted to have the Hope Center's leader here with us today. Welcome, Latrice.
2: Thank you. Hello, Bonnie and Maria. Thanks for having me today. Hello, Latrice.
1: Now, for those who are not familiar, what is the Hope Center?
2: Yes. Um, so the Hope Pregnancy Center, we're located right in North Philadelphia, and we are a center for women um, or families that are seeking care that may have an unplanned pregnancy or an unexpected pregnancy that um, are in need of pregnancy services. So confirmation of pregnancy counseling. And when we offer also offer ultrasounds to our clients, um, and sometimes we have clients that also need resources. So the Pregnancy Center is here to be a sense of um, direction and guidance, and help and support to those that are in a
0: place of need. Latrice, what brought you to the Hope Center? Mm-hmm.
2: So yes, um, so I've always been closely connected to the Hope Pregnancy Center. I am a member of Greater Exodus Baptist Church, which um, our late pastor, Reverend Dr. Herbert H. Lust, was the pastor, and he is this um, was the CEO of the. People for People and Hope Pregnancy Centers. So by me being closely connected to the ministry, um, I was able to kind of get uh, closer to understanding about it and then the opportunity presented for me to begin to actually work and serve directly here in the center. Um, I'm just passionate about, honestly passionate about um, the lives of women, the lives of children, and just seeing us um, really be empowered in our lives. How does the HOPE Center bring hope to Philadelphia? Um, It's in the name. Um, Honestly, I tell people all the time, we definitely bring hope just in the way in which we care for people, how compassionate we um, truly are. And we try to seek to hear the need of a person and try to be there to meet the need if we can. And if we can't meet the need, connect them with the resource that would be able to meet the need. Um, so we bring hope um, through many different facets, um, obviously saving babies lives, providing counseling, um, pre counseling and as well as post counseling for those that have maybe suffered from the um, experience of having an abortion, having a miscarriage and needing some assistance as well as um, resources and supplies.
1: So can you tell me more about what kinds of services the Hope Center provides?
2: Yes. Um, so um, as I stated, we initially, when a client and they need pregnancy testing, we provide that. And we also have them sit with our counselor so that we can talk through their feelings, fill- their as well as um, just provide a sense of um, place of clarity for them. Um, Because oftentimes people are ever responding or reacting out of crisis or out of fear, and they um, are just kind of moving without having a sense of direction. So we allow that open space of love and comfort and care so that they have somewhere where they can be able to figure things out, as well as know that they have support, that they're not in this process alone. Um, and then along with that, we um, get them set up for ultrasound so that they can see their baby so that they can see their babies growing and hear the heartbeats. And not only for mothers, but for fathers, um, we provide classes and, and programming for us to be able to, you know, help them along their way for those that may be um, in a place that they don't have housing or need job. Placement and things, and we try to get them connected with resources and programming so that we can take the stress of all of those things away as they proceed further with becoming parents.
0: Now, I think um, people do not often realize the extent of services that pregnancy resource centers offer, and you just named so many of them. And, you know, sometimes pro-lifers are accused of being just pro-birthers, Right. Um, but really what you're doing is establishing, it's not a transaction. It's a it's, it's relational, right? Um, You are working with clients, um, not just on helping them get through their pregnancy and helping them with the immediate needs of a baby, but thinking long-term, right? Like you said, with education and with job training and connecting them to the community. Um, Can you tell us, about how many clients do you see in a given week or in a month and about how long do you work with those clients? Um, Yes. Um, So we see
2: um, within a month. So weekly we see at least about 18 to 20 um, individuals that come into the center just for the initial services. That's not counting those that are calling for diapers and clothing and supplies. Um, So that's about 80 to hundred women that we service in a month's time And, you know, once we are connected with them, then they we're connected with them until, you know, they they no longer need the need. Um, Even after we've initiated with a pregnancy, we connect with them for the entire year just to check in with them, see how their pregnancy is going. And we always let them know that our services are still available to them even after that initial appointment, Um, because we all run into times where we may need a helping hand. So we want them to know that we are not just a pregnancy center where you get a pregnancy test and that's it. it is definitely what our um, organization sits under, which is people for people. We are here to get you connected with any resource, any way that we can be of help. One mission and one purpose um, our um, CEO thought of is that we wanted to be holistic in our approach and we wanted to make sure that. Not only were we helping you at the time of your crisis, quote unquote, for some that may see it that way, but we wanted to walk alongside you for the lifespan. So get your child connected to schools, um, as well as you with work and things of that nature. So once you're a member or a client of um, Hope, you're forever a client
0: of Hope. Well, what would be your vision for the future of the Hope Center?
2: So my vision is um, aligned with our um, CEO, um, who the late pastor, um, Herb Lust. So that vision is to continue to expand our services so that we can take it beyond the location of North Broad. We hope to eventually have some other locations um, and just um, continue to expand our programming our classes in ways that we can not only just touch this small community in North Philadelphia, but to touch the neighboring communities of Philadelphia and any other, you know, places as far as connected with other ministries um, so that they can also, you know, have um, opportunities to be able to help women, fathers, children in need. So we definitely want to continue to keep expanding the work that we're doing.
1: Latrice, can you share some favorite success stories?
2: Yes, um, so to come to mind, um, so this year um, I was able to early portion of the year in April, I was able to meet a young woman who actually was um, there for a abortion at one of the women's centers down um, close by to our center. and she was there for her appointment um, in the process of her appointment and during that time she was having confliction. And it was a gen- the gentleman that was with her, um, her boyfriend, He was out front also having some issues with like the process of everything. And it was a partner um, with the pro-life union there. And he was talking to the father and just said, hey, you know, I can point you to the Hope Center. They can help you. They can help you. He did not know that the young lady was having um, some confliction inside. So she came out. She missed the appointment. She left the appointment and he called me and said, can I bring them right over? They came over, I sat down personally, and I just sat and counseled them and talked with them about their, you know, their feelings of what led them there and what they were experiencing. And they and then I got them right in for ultrasound that same day. And we just kind of sat and we talked, we talked um, exclusively about everything. And by the time they left that appointment, they were at a place that their whole continents changed. They were hopeful, they were excited, and they knew that it was a purpose. That baby has yet um, been born um, this September and it's a vibrant little baby boy. And the mother, um, when I was talking with her um, just a few weeks ago, she said, you know, I'm grateful that I met you. I'm grateful that, you know, I came and um, met and sat down with you because I know that my son was meant to be here. Um, So that is something that will always stick with us. But that's what we're in the business for, not just to save the life of the baby, but save the life of the entire family.
1: That is so important, saving those families. And you talked a little bit about classes. Can you tell me more about the classes that you offer? Yes.
2: Yeah, so we are in the process of restarting our classes. Classes got halted um, during COVID. Um, so we, we still had services for like general services, but classes were on pause. So as we go into this new year, um, We have a few parenting classes that will be starting back up. We have a fatherhood initiative that we're doing because we want our fathers to also be empowered um, and understanding their part that they play in it. And for them to feel confident about being a father, whether it be a first time father or a a return father. Um, So we are definitely looking forward to having items um, for the males and for them to feel included because oftentimes they are discluded as well as I'm um, having more parenting classes, more classes around pre and postpartum. Um, that is something that we also want to bring some education around, because we if you if you don't if you're not educated in the area, then you continue to keep making um, choices without you know, having an idea of why the choices are being made. So this year, um, as we go into the 2023 season, we are definitely um, working to be able to partner with some other agencies as well as have in-house programming so that we can be able to educate our community, educate our families.
0: Uh, Latrice, can we spiral back to ultrasounds and can you talk about the power of the ultrasound? Yes,
2: um, so the ultrasounds um, are truly, and a power, like you said, in itself. Because oftentimes, you know, people believe like, oh, it's nothing there. It's just a space. Um, And, and even sometimes the, the families are a little questionable when they come in. But when they go back and they begin to see their baby on the screen and hear the heartbeat, they're like, so amazed that this eight-week baby is in my belly and that it's not just something so small. Because when you're carrying small, you think like, oh, nothing's there because it doesn't see it physically. But when you have that ultrasound, it really brings life to the entire situation. And it allows for you to really connect to know that this is a human life that I have in my belly. And the that that is the most exciting thing. The families leave with such a great, um, like, I guess their continence is just so like filled with ecstatic and, and excitement knowing that I have a child inside of me and I'm going to care for this child in such a way that it, it, it makes me feel wonderful of being honorable to be able to carry life inside.
0: So have you seen clients who were abortion minded change their mind just based on ultrasound? Yes,
2: um, that has often happened a lot. We have clients that come in; they're very abortion-minded or abortion-vulnerable, where they're like really in the middle. Um, and then, but sometimes they'll say, "Okay, you know what? I'll come for that ultrasound." I'm still not thinking that it really has any effect. But they come out with a total different perspective, a total different shift um, because they are they are now able to see for themselves with their own eyes. You know, the the impact of how much that has just changed them in that moment. So it has it, the ultrasound truly, um, like I said, brings life to the whole situation. It brings a voice to that child, um, to that child in such a way because now the child can't physically say, "Hey, I'm here," but that ultrasound brings that proof in such a way.
1: I think a lot of people might be under the false impression that a pregnancy center is a place where it's once and done. That you come in for an appointment. And they talk with you and then you go off on your merry way. But that's not the case,
2: is it? You really journey with these women. That is correct. Um, I can't speak for all centers, but a lot of times the pregnancy centers, they're helping so many families that are in need. And we definitely do journey through them. Some of our clients, they're not at a place that it's unexpected or unplanned, but they just don't have insurance. And they don't know how to go forward with that. We have clients that are recently here from out of internationally and they have they need resources so that they can kind of have that first step forward to get to the next place. So not only are we seeing them to confirm pregnancy and provide ultrasounds, but we're also helping them to know how to sign up for programs that will help them to be a support for financial, for housing, for insurances, So the Pregnancy Resource Center is really a hub of of hope in such a way, a hub of of, of, of wealth of um, supplies and support. And it doesn't stop with just confirming a pregnancy and saying, hey, don't abort. But it is a place to, you know, like I said, to help families really establish direction and guidance on how to take this news and be able to make them maximize it and know that everything is not over, that life is still going to be able to evolve, even for yourself. Um, one thing I do with my clients, I ask them to write out goals for themselves, that even though you're about to be a parent, what is what is something about you that you want to continue to you know, grow and, and know that your life doesn't stop just because you are about to become a parent, but it actually begins to bloom in such a way?
1: Would you like to see more churches get
2: involved in
1: programs such as the Hope Center?
2: Yes, I believe that that is something that we, um, is as Christians and as churches, if we utilize that, that platform of, you know, doing God's work, because this is Christ's work, we are supposed to go out and to show love, to show compassion, to show the fact that we are a beacon of light to the, the world. So if we ourselves take that position and really um, honor God's word and handle those things, it will allow for more people to understand and be educated that pregnancy centers are not here just to stop you from having um, a decision, but it's here as a resource and they help in so many drastic ways that you can't even um, imagine. So if more churches, more people of um, Christ would speak on it more and they speak on it with compassion and love, then more people will begin to change their mindset and change their understanding because they will be educated more than just basing it off of assumption.
0: And there's such a need for healing because so many people have been wounded by abortion. And one of the beautiful things that your center and so many pregnancy resource centers do is welcome women and men in into their group to discuss their abortions and to heal from them. So can you talk about that a little bit and what you've seen on that uh, topic?
2: Yes, um, I definitely talk about that. That's one thing that um, our counselors, they're very equipped with discussing and talking with our clients, um, as well as myself. I've, I, we know a lot of us know it personally, so we also understand the effects of it. So because we can understand the effects of it, then we're able to be able to have a sense of compassion and gentleness in our spirit to be able to approach it. Um, we've had clients that have never come to our center, but they um, went through an abortion and then they find our center because they at a place where they're like, I'm, I'm struggling with my choice. I'm struggling with my decision. And how do I heal? So, you know, we offer that, even though you didn't come to us before, we offer the service so that we can at least provide at least a, a session or two to kind of get you um, being able to talk about things and begin to start working through so that you can get to that place of healing. Um, because we don't want anyone, regardless if you choose um, to move forward with an abortion or not, we don't want anyone to suffer. That is not our decision or our, our desire for you to abort. but If you found yourself in that place, God forgives and he heals. And we are here to not judge, but we're here to provide a sense of understanding that Christ is available to you and he wants to hear your heart. He wants to heal your heart. And let me tell you how you can do that. Let me tell you how that is available to you.
1: In the two minutes we have left, I'm wondering if you can tell people how they can support the Hope Center, how they can become involved with the Hope Center. What can they do?
2: Yes. Um, so anybody that is looking to um, get involved, we definitely appreciate all donations, all sponsors, all support. We are a nonprofit. So those things are definitely um, appreciated. You can go to our um, donor website, which is multiplyhope.org. That again is multiplyhope.org. And you'll learn of all the great ways that you can kind of learn more, get involved and definitely keep us in prayer our staff in prayer, um, because it definitely helps. Um, and you can always call the center as well. And then we can tell you more.
1: And I know we have a chapter of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation in Bedford County that has supported the work of the Hope Center throughout the years. And it's just a tremendous blessing. It really
2: is. Yes. I love um, um Pam. She, um her and I were able to connect and she's such an amazing person. So even if you're not in our area, get involved in in one of your pregnancy centers in your area. They definitely need your help.
1: Absolutely. Latrice Booker of the Hope Pregnancy Center. It's been an absolute delight speaking with you today.
2: Thank you. The same to you all and you ladies continue the great work that you're doing as well.
1: Thank you so much, Latrice. Positively Pro-Life is made possible through the generous support of the members of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation all across the Commonwealth. The Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation is the largest single-issue pro-life organization in the Keystone State, with more than 40 local, grassroots, county-based chapters. We shine a spotlight on the most vulnerable individuals, from the very dawn of life to the twilight of life. To learn more about the inspiring work of the Federation, please visit our website at www.paprolife.org. You can also find us on all major social media. Just look for PA Pro Life. My thanks to my wonderful co-host, Bonnie Finerty, and for you, the listeners. Thanks for joining us, and remember there's always a reason to choose life.